This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So the primary um, ability score for barbarians is going to be strength. But what I find interesting is actually a number of their their traits don't rely on strength. Most of them are either con or dex, no. which no, I, I find kind of fascinating. No, I, I would even challenge that a little bit. I think their primary stat is constitution. Well, the player's handbook the player's handbook presents it as being strength as being your number one, which I found very bizarre because yes, that's important, but based off of the features, mm-hmm. that's not the one you're using the modifier for the majority of the time. No, it's not because here's the thing: barbarians are tanks, and you know if you've played video games or D and D long enough, you've heard that term, where they're supposed to be the frontline fighter that's going to just absorb the damage to allow other characters to. Um, live and to have their actions to do what they do best and so you're the front wall against whatever you're facing so they're going to tank all that damage and a tank isn't strictly speaking about high damage output i mean paladins rogues and rangers are better than that than, than barbarians are even mechanically so i would argue that their main stat is constitution because they are known for having crazy high health. It even helps with their AC, um, just a ton of stuff, like you said, uses constitution. So I would probably reverse those constitutions first, and then strength is your next close second. And then probably dex would be your third. And then the other ones you could stack however you see is yeah, based but, off yeah. of your backstory or, or what yeah, you exactly. to do with the character. Yeah, based on the, the subclass, absolutely. So let's let's do a breakdown of the barbarian. Let's look at you know level one barbarian out the gate. What do they get? What do they start with? Now that we've given an overview of where people should look at building things, let's explain why that is. Yeah. <laughs> and what we've alluded to on on the pages in the player's handbook. If you guys want to check this out, it's on page forty seven of your player's handbook. Um, you can kind of re- uh, reference it in there as well. But yeah, level one, uh, they do get their hit dice, D12, one of the best hit dice that you can get out of any, or the best, yeah. I guess. It's it is one the of, best, yeah. They're the how only many classes? ones that get it. They are the only ones? Okay, I was just going to ask. As far as I'm aware, class. unless they change something, that it, they're, the, they're it. Fighters get a D10, Paladins get a D10, Barbarians, D12. D12, yeah. So again, they're a tank. Um, and then... Yeah, hit points, 12, 12 plus con modifier. So that constitution is already coming in. Right. So it's really easy to start out with, a, you know, with 15 hit points at level one. If you're a hill, a hill a dwarf, then, you know, 16 hit points. It's, it's a lot. Um, and then so they get proficiencies in light armor and medium armor, which a lot of times they just don't use, but also shields, which is really cool. Um, but again, sometimes they just don't use it. Um, and then they can use simple martial weapons since they are a martial class. Uh, no tools, which is a shame, uh, but the back uh, the background could probably fix that. And then they get a saving throw in strength and constitution. And then skills, animal handling, athletics, intimidation, uh, nature, perception, and survival, you can choose two. Yeah, and that that also might, you might leave that into when you're doing your other um, ability mm-hmm. scores, which one you pick is kind of, you might look at, the skills that you're going to choose and see which one's going to give you or make the most sense, I guess, with, with your character and how you're building them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, if you're starting at level one, just be kind of looking at those subclasses and say, okay, what kind of direction do I think I want to go? But if you're building a higher level character, um, then you can take that into account right away. Um, and then they either can get a, uh, a great axe or any other martial weapon. And again, great axe uh, is one of the highest damage outputs in the game uh, as well, if I remember correctly, is what, 2d6? Um, looking it up right now. Uh, so a lot of people will pick that because, um, uh, no, it's 1d12, sorry. I'm thinking of uh, something else. So great axe is 1d6 would probably be better, but. <laughs> yeah, it would. That's um, probably why they do the 1d12. But there's another one I, I know that there is. It's like a war axe or something. Um, but, uh, and a lot of people will pick that because it's, you know, d12s all the way down for the barbarians, but it's a two-handed weapon which precludes you from being able to use a shield. And we'll talk in a minute why they probably don't use armor. So uh, you also get two hand axes, which are great, uh, or any simple weapon. The hand axes are great because um, they are a thrown weapon as well. Um, yeah, and like we said, some range. Your, your third, or what we suggest as your third highest ability is gonna be dex, which is what you're gonna need to throw a weapon. So you, in theory, you should already be a little bit more skilled at using dex weapons to begin with. So you can either use them handheld or thrown and be pretty good at it. Right, but here's the interesting thing is that the thrown tag, like on the hand axes, um, that you can actually make that with um, the same ability score as what you would use for melee. So you can use strength. Um, yeah. Just like with a dagger, you can do either one. So again, they're giving them a ranged weapon that can use that strength score. So there is something that uses the strength score. <laughs> there is, yeah. And javelins are the same way. And you can get an explorer's pack and uh, four javelins, which is nice. So um, also on uh, level one, you get kind of the two like biggest features that'll carry all the way through with the barbarian, which is rage. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like so, everyone that watches Critical no Role knows rage. <laughs> yeah, I would like to rage. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> also, well. go, uh, thanks. Uh, going back to the whole dumb barbarian thing, Grog, as played by Travis Willingham on Critical Role, did not help that stereotype at all. Right. Because uh, he... he uh, but it was such a great character. <laughs> awesome character. Love watching Grog, uh, especially at the end there when they go back for his soul and he rolls like a bunch of nat 20s in a, roll, uh, in a row. It's really great. Uh, so what Rage does basically is uh, on your turn, as a bonus action, you can enter a Rage. Um, and you can only do it if you aren't wearing heavy armor, uh, which is good because they're not rated for uh, proficient in heavy armor. So that's good. Uh, you have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Uh, and so like if you wanted to like jump or something, that's great. Uh, when you make a melee weapon using strength, so, you know, using a scimitar or something, that's not gonna work, rapier. Yep, exactly. Uh, you gain a bonus damage uh, uh, to the roll uh, that increases as you go up in level. And it's in the chart there. So it starts at a plus two and ends at a plus four uh, for that extra damage, um, which is, again, why I say that they are meant to be tanks, not damage dealers, because plus two, plus four, okay. It's, it's nothing to shout about, but it, it can get really up there. Um, and then also you, this is the big one, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Which is going to be the majority of damage. I mean, unless you're fighting a caster, which mm -hmm. I feel like at level one, 
most of the time you're going to be up against the goblins or the bugbears or the yep. ones that are just going to try to stab you. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't say, uh, yeah, early on, especially that's really important. And it doesn't say non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. It just says all bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, done. That's it. So that's pretty impressive. And so basically that means any damage they, they take from those three sources is going to get cut in half, uh, rounded down. And they already have so many hit points that they are almost impossible to kill just straight toe to toe. It's right. uh, pretty incredible, but there's some downsides. Uh, you can't cast spells or concentrate on them if you were able to while you're raging. So. Right. Unlike a uh, wild uh, shape with the druid, they can't cast in wild shape, but they can concentrate. So that's a distinction there. The range lasts for a minute, but it ends early if you're unconscious or if uh, your turn ends and you haven't attacked anyone since your last turn, or you haven't taken damage since then. So if you just rage and just kind of stand there, it goes away in one turn. So there's some things that have to happen um, to uh, kind of maintain it. You can also voluntarily end it also as a bonus action. You can just so. like sit down and do some meditation. and. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and not like think about your ex, Deborah, anymore. Yeah. Um, sorry if your name's Deborah. Um, and then the other cool thing is unarmored defense, um, very similar to the monk's unarmored defense. Uh, while you're not wearing any armor, your armor class is 10 plus dex plus con uh, modifiers. So uh, that's where the dexterity comes into play. Dexterity is always important for just about every build. And you also can use a shield and still gain this benefit, uh, unlike the monk. So that's kind of great. So not only do you have a uh, probably fairly decent AC, uh, it'd be really easy to have a, like what, uh, 15 plus a shield, so 17 at first level. Which is um, extremely good, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to have, what, what did we say, 15 hit points and rage? Like, yeah, you're doing your job. Whereas most casters are like, an AC of six and <laughs> four hit point. No, it's not that bad, but it feels like it when you're a level yeah. one caster. It really um, does, yeah. The other thing too that I don't think we mentioned about rage is that it is limited use per your, mm -hmm. your level. So you can't just decide to rage out at however often that you want. It's, it's, well, I actually think this is funny. It's in the chart in the player's handbook. It starts with, um, two rages per long rest. So after you do, you rage twice, you have to take a long rest before you can do it again. It continues to increase as you go down the line, capping out almost at six. But this is the part that I think is hilarious is that at level 19, you can do six rages before a long rest. And then level 20, the magical level 20, it goes to unlimited. So it goes from yes. six to unlimited. <laughs> I don't think I've yes. seen anything else do that before. It's ridiculous. Um, there's some things that are kind of like that but not really like monks can just like if they start a fight without any key points they get some key points so that's kind of unlimited but this is really truly ridiculous yeah it just um, says unlimited mm -hmm. the capstone feature which is like the 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 ultimate you know feature for barbarians is at level 20 unlike some other classes where it's like at 14 or 17 or something um and it's a doozy we'll get to that in a second but it's it's a doozy Right. So that, I mean, this is actually a lot different than most of the classes we've gone through um, because it's very limited on the upfront. Now it's very powerful, mm -hmm. but it's limited. It's like, you've got one and you've got two and that's it. Whereas yes. a lot of the classes we've looked at just keep layering them on at level one 
right out the gate. Um, and so this one is a little bit more straightforward in that regard, which makes a lot of sense because again, it's just smash and bash. Yeah, yeah. The, the two things they get are very powerful and then they slowly start to ramp up as they go. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice. So make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you guys next time.